turn our Bible to the book of Philippians, chapter 3, verse 10. Philippians, chapter 3, yes. Are we there? And I read, that I may know him and the power of his resurrection. Amen. Let's pray. Father, King of glory, we thank you for the opportunity to come to your house once again to worship your holy name, to listen to your word. Father, we pray as a church that you may send down the Holy Spirit of God to dwell with us. Father, open our hearts, open our mind, almighty God. Father, in the same vein, we pray that you may give us the grace to come against any spirit of confusion, any accusing spirit, almighty God, we come against those in Jesus' name. Father, we pray that you may um, help us to receive what you have prepared for us today. Bless us, almighty God. Let there be blessing in the church. In Jesus' precious name, we pray. Amen. My message this afternoon, I'll be talking about how Apostle Paul challenged the people of Philippians to grow, to experience the knowledge and discernment of God. So the title of my message is Experiencing the Power of His Resurrection. Amen. Before I, before I continue, I will give a little bit background about the book of Philippians. And then after that, we will proceed to see how Jesus Christ himself gave example of how we can receive the power of resurrection. Amen? <coughs> so, as we know, Philippians is one of the epistles of Apostle Paul. Again, Paul was undergoing some kind of difficulty while he was writing this letter. Some Bible scholars argued that Apostle Paul was in Corinth while writing this very epistle. And this argument was based on the book of Acts, chapter 18, verses 10. Other points of view argued that Paul was in Ephesus because of the proximity of Ephesus and Philippi when he was writing this very letter. However, a unanimous view, according to Bible scholars, 
said that Paul was in Rome while he was writing the very letter. Because of the because of the circumstances at the point. And they argued that the time when he was writing the epistle was between 60 to 62 AD. And this account can be found in the book of Acts, chapter 28, from verses 16 to 31. Why writing this epistle? Paul was sitting in court with the people of Philippi, with the church he established during his second missionary journey. And a very important part of this epistle was Paul was responding to the call, to the vision that God gave him. And then he started writing this epistle. Also, this very vision can be found in Acts chapter 16, verse 6 to 12. Now, the church in Philippi was the very first church established in Europe. Philippi was a very strategic city in Macedonia, in the present state of Greece. At the time, it was the very, very first city that gained the full status of a Roman colony, which means that people of Philippi can own, purchase, or transfer property. And this very city was given the privilege, among other cities in Macedonia, at the time to, for example, have the same rights as people in Rome had at the time. For example, they were exempted from paying taxes and so on and so forth. And more also, this city was located in the middle of Eastern province of Roman Empire. At the time, Rome was controlling a lot of places at the time. So, during his second missionary journey, Apostle Paul stopped at this very place and then established the church. person who was in charge of the very city was Philippi, who was the father of Alexandra the Great at the time. Then let us see 
what were the themes of writing this letter? Now, we learned that this very epic epistle, even though it's very short, however, Bible scholars argue that it contains three different letters combined together. Therefore, they have divided the themes into, into two, actually. So the, the first theme of the letter was the joy of serving God's church. Again, Paul recognized the opportunity for sharing the gospel despite many setbacks he was experiencing at the time. Paul saw God through the difficulties he was facing. And then those difficulties together with the with, with connecting with God motivated him to start writing this epistle. The second theme is partnership in the gospel. In it, Apostle Paul used a very sig significant Greek word, which is koinonia, meaning fel fellowship or partakers or shared. And then he uses these words to to express how the church we are contributing to the ministry of Apostle Paul. This account also can be found in Timothy chapter 2, verse 19-23. All of these things highlighted the active role of the church in supporting Apostle Paul's ministry at the time. However, Paul challenged the people of Philippians not only to grow in love, he, he acknowledged their work, he acknowledged their faith. However, he noticed some kind of weaknesses among them. Paul urged them to grow, to experience the knowledge and discernment of God. challenge them to always look after each other and then support each other in the ministry. And also he introduced 
a very significant Greek word at the time, which means person to God relationship. Paul wanted the Philippians not only to abound, abound in love, but also to experience more of God so that they could grow into a mature understanding of God's way. Therefore, the very central theme of the ep epistle centers on chapter 3, verse 10, which is that I may know him and the power of his resurrection. Now that we have learned a little bit the background of the book of Philippians, let us then examine how Jesus Christ himself demonstrated the power of resurrection by looking into an account recorded in the Bible in the book of John chapter 11 from verse 1 to 44. This very account detailed how Jesus Christ raised Lazarus from death. And then I will not I will not go ahead to read the whole of the whole of the um, chapter. However, I'll be going back and forth in the chapter. So, and if you have time, you can, of course, read that at home. And <coughs> I, will, I will share five points how we can experience the power of resurrection, according to Jesus Christ's example, from the book of John, chapter 11, from verse verses 1 to 44. Number one, <coughs> we have to wait on God. John 11, 6. I will read from King James Version. When he, when he had heard, therefore, that he was sick, he abode two days, still in the same place where he was. Amen. When Jesus Christ heard the news about Lazarus, it was matter the sister of Mary, who came to Jesus to tell him that Lazarus, the man that he loved so much, was sick. Jesus heard that. And then he has the power. He is God. He can go immediately 
to heal him so that he will not die. But he waited two days. Why was that? Why do you think Jesus Christ waited two more days? When the news came to him, this was his very message to the people. He said, this sickness is not unto death, but for the glory of God, that the Son of God may be glorified through it. So if we consider what Jesus Christ said, and then try to relate that into our lives. Many a times we pray for something and then sometimes it delays, it's not happening. However, being who we are as humans, we are very quick to think that God is not hearing our prayers. However, God knows our past, our present, and our future. He knows when to release that blessing to us. He knows when to heal us. He knows when to answer that prayer that we have been praying. Remember, Jesus Christ himself, he is God. If you read the book of John chapter 1 and you read through, it says, in the beginning was God. And the, in the beginning was the world. And the world was with God. And the world was God. And the world became flesh. So which is Jesus Christ dwelling among men. So he is God. And then he had the news. He waited two, two days. He knew what he was doing. So therefore, let us not, let us not be, let us wait while praying. Amen. So the second, the second point regarding how we can experience the power of resurrection. I am. I apologize. I'm, I have a um, a little bit of flu, and you can sense that in my voice also. <laughs> so the second point is, we must believe God. Amen. John eleven twenty five. The same passage, verse twenty five. I will read from King James Version. Jesus said unto her, I am the resurrection and the life. He that believeth in me, though he were dead, yet shall he live. Amen? Believing 
think about if you read the book of Hebrew, chapter 11, I think it was telling us about all those men that, that, we are, that we are believing. They had faith. For example, Abraham believed God and it was counted as righteousness unto him. Gideon, and so on and so forth. God recognizes believing, belief. He was, he was playing with matter a little bit. Let's see, let's see what matter said. Matter said unto him, Okay, um, verse 21. Sorry, please, let's, let's consider verse 20. Then Martha, Martha, as soon as she heard that Jesus was coming, went and met him, but Mary sat still in the house. Then said Martha unto Jesus, Lord, if thou ha hast been here, if that had been here, my brother had not died. But I know that even now I know that even now whatsoever thou wilt ask of God, God will give it to thee. Amen? So, Martha had faith and then Jesus Christ himself knew the limit of Martha's faith. He tried to question her faith. Jesus said unto her, verse 23, Thy brother shall rise again. Martha said unto him, I know that he shall rise again in the resurrection at the last day. You see human beings. Martha was the person that said that, God, Jesus, I know that whatever you ask God to do, he will do it. And then Jesus told him that your brother shall rise again. Martha, Martha was like, oh, I know, I know, he will, ri he will rise again in the, in, the, in the last day. And then, and then verse 25, Jesus said unto her, I am the resurrection and the life. He that believeth in me, though he were dead, shall live again. And whosoever liveth and believeth in me shall never die. Amen? And Jesus Christ asked Martha, do you believe she said, yes, Lord, I believe you. How about we Christians? What is the extent of our faith in God? Do we question our faith? Do we believe completely? How about when we believe and then comes some kind of challenge? What do we do? This is Jesus Christ, God, trying to play with matter somehow to, to see how
how far she believes. Amen? And then number three, we must be thankful to God always. Amen? John 11, verse 41c, the same chapter, verse 41. And they took away the stone from the place where the dead was laid. And Jesus lifted up his eyes and said, Father, I thank thee that thou hast heard me. Amen? Again, we see the power of thanksgiving. Always, as Christian, Christians, we should be thankful to God. We should always, always be thankful to God. Because by so doing, we attract more blessings to God. This is God. This is Jesus Christ himself. Before he began the work, the very work of Raising a dead man, he thanked God because he knew that without God himself being on his side, he cannot do anything. Amen? Again, in Philippians 4 verse 6b, Apostle Paul told the people of Philippians at the time that they should also be thankful in everything they do. I will read from King, King James Version. But in everything, by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your request be made unto God. Amen. Also, Paul urged Timothy in 1 Timothy verse chapter 2, verse 1, to offer prayers and expression of thanksgiving to God on behalf of everyone. So you see the need to be thankful always. Why we are, we, we are praying, why we are undergoing difficult situations, we should always be thankful to God. Amen? The fourth one. We must exercise our rights, our power through communication. Amen? The same chapter, verse 44. And he that was dead came forth, bound hand and foot, 
with grave clothes, and his face was bound about with a napkin. Jesus said unto them, Loose him and let him go. Amen? In this very chapter, before Jesus raised Lazarus, the Bible recorded that he groaned. Who knows how to groan? Two times. The Bible said that he groaned in the spirit. He was troubled in the spirit when the news came to him. Which means he knew exactly what was happening. And then remember, the Bible said that Jesus Christ loved Mary and Martha and Lazarus. So hearing the news that Lazarus, the man that he loved so much, is dead, troubled him in the spirit. And then remember also that he is God and he knows everything that, that, wa that was happening and what is going to happen in the future. So here, when Jesus was ready, he was speaking to the people that, that were present at the time. However, he was also speaking to, he was also speaking in the spirit. He knew the power that was holding Lazarus. And he had to speak to that power. So that Lazarus could live again. Also, he told the people that lose him and let him go. Actually, he was not telling them. He was telling to death at the point. He was talking to death. That lose him and let him go. So also, as Christians in our life, when we are, we are praying, we should also exercise this power, this right. Speak to that sickness. Speak to that condition. We have to be vocal. It's not only, only saying things. We should also transcend from physical to spiritual. John chapter 1 verse 12 confers us the right to become sons and daughters of God by believing in his name. We have this right. Therefore, we should exercise the right. We are sons of God. We should use that right in our daily life. Speak to that condition. When you are praying with someone for a sick, for a whatever, command that sickness. That was exactly what Jesus Christ did. Amen? 
also John, in the same chapter, John 1, 12, says, But as many as received him, to them give he power to become the sons of God, even to them that believe on his name. Amen? The last one, therefore, comes from the book of Philippians, as Apostle Paul directed the church that grow to experience the power of the knowledge, grow to experience the knowledge and discernment of God. Amen? Last, lastly, Galatians 5.25 says, If we live in the Spirit, let us also walk in the Spirit. Therefore, my brothers and sisters, we have seen how Apostle Paul urged Philippian church to grow so that they could experience the knowledge and discernment of God. We have also seen how Jesus Christ himself demonstrated the power of resurrection. As Christians, let us heed to the call of Apostle Paul and also follow the steps of Jesus Christ. Because by so doing, we will continue to, to experience the power of resurrection. Amen. Thank you. Amen. Thank you, Simon. Experiencing the power of the resurrection. Amen. We will move on to uh, the communion.